Have you ever experienced a lot of conflict, perhaps at, at work with fellow colleagues or maybe even within your team? Or conflict at home with your family or maybe with friends? Now, you may be shying away from dealing with that conflict. But the truth is, unless you learn how to step into that discomfort and act a bit more courageously, have the difficult conversations if you need to, unless you really step into and embrace conflict, you will never reach your full potential and those working with you will never reach their full potential either. Hi, I'm Eric Partaker and, and today I want to tell you about how I struggled with, with, with conflict and with the resolution of conflict, my journey to um, you know, discovering a way, way through all that, and then just leave you with some super practical tips that you can use to help resolve any conflict that you have, both in business and life. Now, when I started off in my business career, one of the things that I always shied away from was any type of conflict. So, for example, I had a lot of difficulty standing up for what I thought. Um, if somebody uh, was quite confrontational with me, I might just back off and you know, give in to whatever it was that they were asking. If I sense conflict you know, between others and observed it, I might want to kind of shift the conversation to something else or suggest that we just move on rather than go more deeply into it. And, um, and if, I, if I knew conflict was perhaps on the horizon, I might choose a different path you know, to avoid that conflict. And think about all of that for a moment. Think, if you're constantly backing down, if you're constantly trying to move team members on, you know, if they're having conflict so that they don't deal with it, if you're constantly choosing a path that is easier and is full of less conflict, do you think that's going to deliver a great result for you in life? Well, I came to the realization that it wasn't going to do that for me. And so I started to read a lot about conflict resolution. I started to talk to experts who you know, knew how to handle con conflict and knew how to get the most out of it to figure out, well, how do I actually benefit from this? Instead of running away from it, how can I actually look for, if you will, conflict, step into it, and actually grow from it? And I want to share with you a few different ways um, that I've done this and some stories around it as well. I'll, I'll actually start with a story. I remember a couple of uh, uh, team members in uh, one of the companies that I've built um, having a massive conflict that quite a lot of people were aware of, uh, was coming to, becoming a bit of a soap opera and, um, and it just got to that point where it was like enough is enough. We have to deal with this because they're not dealing with it themselves. And the way I uh, handled that, and this was you know, early days, I didn't have all the tools that I, that I have now, but it still actually worked, was I grabbed the two of them and we went to the local pub and uh, of course they were very, very uncomfortable wondering why it was the, just the three of us together. And as we sat down at this uh, local pub, I looked at the two of them and I said, this is going to be a great conversation because each of you are going to put everything on the table for what's really bugging you and pissing you off. And we're going to talk about it out in the open. And what's great about this conversation is that when we leave this table, we're going to know what we're all going to be doing to better handle and manage this conflict going forward. Because I think we'd all agree that we need to be working better together as a team because that's what teams are about rather than having deep-seated conflicts between us. Isn't that right? And of course I got some bit of shock uh, that they were going to be you know, forced to kind of just put things on the table or uh, encouraged. <laughs> um, and um, 
ultimately it is their decision. Um, but also, um, uh, you know, I think there was a sense of relief too in them. You know, I could sense that, okay, we're going to get through this now. You know, it might be painful, but we're going to get through it. Now, I would have approached that conversation, you know, probably a little bit differently uh, nowadays. Uh, but there are some things that um, I still would do, you know, these days. And, and I want to share with you a few pointers for how you can get better at resolving conflict in both your business and life. Um, the first thing is that we, we need to constantly be like mining for conflict. Um, think of it as literally you're, you're, you're digging for it. And what I mean by that is that um, uh, when we're in a meeting with others or maybe in a conversation with others, we might sense that, ah, oh, there's a point of contention here. You know, it seems like there's a bit of disagreement here. Or we might not even be sure. And it's very easy to let that moment go by. It's very easy to just you know, step away from that and, uh, and, and move on to the next thing. And that is precisely your moment as a manager or a leader in your business or just in your life. You know, you're a leader, for example, in your family. Uh, any parent out there is a leader in your family. Any, any, uh, any child out there is, is a, you know, a leadership, you know, uh, has a leadership position in, in the role that they fill within their family. And you have a responsibility to step in in that moment. So for example, if two people are disagreeing, you might say, um, we'll make up some names here, Jen and Henry. Uh, Jen and Henry are having a conversation and uh, you sense that, oh, Henry says in response to Jen, I, I'm not so, you know, I don't know, I'm not 100% not, not sure about that. And then Jen is rapidly moving on the conversation. That's your moment to step in and say, hang on there. Henry, can you elaborate on that? Because it sounds like you're not in complete agreement there. What's your point of view? You have to mine for that conflict because if you don't, then things reach the boiling point where I had to have that conversation at the pub that I referenced earlier. So you have to constantly mine for conflict and bring it to the surface. This is one of the most important things you can do to prevent things from going too far, for, to present, prevent resentment from developing and growing within people. Second thing that we can do is just get in, and, and it relates to mind, mind for conflict, is to get into that habit of encouraging healthy debate. So in that example that I was using with Jen and Henry, so we've asked Henry to you know, state his ideas and views on a particular subject, and now let's encourage some debate. So you know, Jen, what do you think about that? Let's consider all points of view. Does anybody else in the team have a point of view on this? Really benefit from making the conflict productive so that you can really benefit from, from every, uh, everyone's point of view. You know, you can't reasonably expect, you know, a room of, of smart people to, to, to not get into conflict. They're, they're going to have different points of view. But it's by tapping into those different points of view through healthy debate that we can often arrive at even better solutions by uncovering perhaps something we weren't aware of. And here's the other thing, too, that, and I learned this from uh, uh, Patrick Lencioni in his book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, when we encourage people to express their points of view, even if the decision at the end isn't congruent with what they had hoped for, they're more likely to buy in to whatever it was because they had the chance to weigh in, they had the chance to express their points of view or beliefs about whatever the subject was that you're discussing. So we have that first point, mind for conflict. We have the follow-on from that, which is encourage healthy debate. However, 
we will still always get into these situations where we step in, where we need to step in, where things that we, we perhaps we didn't mind for conflict quickly enough, we didn't encourage the healthy debate, and deep-seated resentment begins to build. Or, um, you know, people just get really entrenched in their positions, right? And they, they, they don't want to budge. And that's where sometimes we need to facilitate, we need to step in to prevent things from, from boiling, boiling over completely. Um, one of the things that I like to do, and I'll give you a, a, a series of, of, of tips in a, in, a, in, a, in a conversation like this that you might, you might need to facilitate. The first is just ask, you know, what's going on here? Let's really understand, you know, what, what are the things that are, that are bugging us? But we don't want to spend too much on the time on the past. We want to transition fairly quickly from that to, well, how would you like to be treated? And get a future orientation on the thinking. How would you like things to, to have been handled if this was done again? You know, how would you prefer uh, that this situation unfolded if, if, um, if you experienced it again or if we could go back in time? Because what we're trying to, you know, ultimately, you know, do with understanding what's going on and understanding how they would like to be treated is this next point. We're trying to understand, well, what are the trigger points? You know, what are the things that are contributing to this conflict? And if we understand what's currently going on and how they would like to be treated, we get a better sense of, of what those trigger points can be. And then the next thing that you can ask people to do is once the trigger points are identified is ask them, well, how would the best version of you, not the current version, how about the very best, the very best, how would the very best version of you respond to each of those situations, right? Because we always had the freedom to choose how we'd like to respond. And sometimes we need to remind that to others and get them to think. Right? There, there's going to be a version of them that will respond in the very best way, and then there'll, there'll, be, there'll be everything else. And we really want to you know, teach them you know, what, what that version, or get them to, to connect to that version of them and understand how that version would respond differently. The other thing that we can teach people to do is to create space. So once they've identified what it is that triggers them, how the best version of them would respond, just create a tiny bit of space between stimulus and response so that they can better access and choose that optimal response pattern that you've just had them identify. And they can create space by just getting into the habit of taking a pause, walking away from a conversation, going for a walk, so that they can better access that optimal response pattern. So I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this segment, this piece on um, resolving conflict. And I hope you get better at stepping into conflict because the more you do that, the more you get better at resolving it, not being afraid of it, the farther and further you will propel yourself in life and the farther and further you will help your teams and help them propel themselves in both business and life. And if you've enjoyed this, please head over to my website at ericpartaker.com where you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter and receive on a weekly basis practical insights delivered straight to your inbox.